Mungu maitia baada ya mambo tema msalaweka Yosu Kabro Abisho from the DRC distinguished guests my friends from Zimbabwe good morning I was so busy when I got here. I've traveled a lot of times with the Zimbabwe youth and we have come along to an out in Africa to become what we are today because we believed in what we could do to Africa and what we could do to our countries. I was supported through and out by Zimbabwe. For the first time when I was running for office of the Pan-African Union, I first came to Zimbabwe to seek support. At that time, I managed to get full support of Zimbabwe. And we managed to add that I wanted it. And Zimbabwe also accompanied me as a Sadiq candidate. So we went together as a Sadiq region and told ourselves that we cannot have two candidates from Sadiq. What we have to do as Sadiq, we have to go together with one candidate and make sure that we elect him. So we elected This is just to give you a background and also history of where we have come together, the youth of Zimbabwe. So, coming to this activity, first, I was in the south of the Democratic Republic of Congo, known as the East, that's Lubumbashi. Lubumbashi is one hour and a half flight to Harare. You can drive if you live early in the morning Harare. In the evening, perhaps you can reach Lubumbash. So we're very close. This forum is important because its objective is to bring together the young people of all the tendencies. The young people from the ruling party, the opposition, and the civil society. Because what is important for Zimbabwe youth. Is first Zimbabwe. When you are born, you are not born as Zambian. You are not born as NDC and all the other parties or independent as honorable. You are born first as Zimbabweans. And that's what need to come in the mindset of Zimbabwe youth whenever you think about this country. What is more important is Zimbabwe than the political parties. What is more important is Zimbabwe than your tribe. What is important is Zimbabwe than your province. So coming here, I say, what am I going to say to Zimbabwe youth? Have attended so many events, youth events in the world, and I'm now tired because I'm retired. 
I've been living flights going all over the world. So when I was sitting, I was saying, what should I tell the youth of Zimbabwe? What message am I going to carry to these young people of Zimbabwe? And I saw a regular speech right in my office, printed and given to me. I looked at it and I told myself, there's nothing on this speech that I can say to you in Zimbabwe. I need to be very real and be able to give the needed message. Now what you need to understand is that the future of this country depends on what the country invests in young people. When you see young people of Zimbabwe, you can determine the future of Zimbabwe. And we, when we talk about the future of Zimbabwe and the youth, we see four important pillars of youth development. Access to quality education. Youth participation in decision making. Youth access to health. And also youth entrepreneurship. When you talk about youth participation in the economic sector, you see youth access to finance. 60% of African population, more than 60% is composed of young people. And 60% of unemployed Africans are young people. And this is very dangerous. This is a big threat to Africa's security in our countries. And young people that are unemployed are mostly manipulated politically. And this is the young people that threaten the security of our countries. When a young person works like a colleague, and neither doesn't have anything to do, for 30 days, for 30 days, that young person will come up with something to do. And somebody might play and manipulate the mindset of these young people. Professor Wilber said yesterday that the danger of Africa is mostly, mostly the educated people. When uneducated people sit down and are doing anything very dangerous. So access to education must be a priority and we have to make sure that we have free education. When we have free education, free education, this enables any child to access education, especially the girls and the young women. We have almost 120 million young women out of school in the world. And 50% of that I am African. So the future of a young African woman is not certain. So education is key because without education, I could not stand in front of you today. This is you. Without my degrees, because I have to do anyway. I'm proud of that and I have a lot of degree and I have a communication degree.
doing today. It is what I have in my head that enabled me to go everywhere in the world and say something. And as a woman, to sit on the same table of the student making with men because I have something to offer in my head.
Honorable Say, I started in the Student Representative Council at the University of Guinea as a foreign student. It was very hard for me to speak English because I was coming from a French speaking country. I have some friends from Zimbabwe because I have so many friends in the University of Guinea from Zimbabwe. And I thought the friend of mine that listen, I want to become one day the president of the Student Council of the University of Virginia. And she told me, Francine, you are dreaming a dead dream. For the simple reason that first, you are a foreign student, second, never will become president of the Student Council. And then I was sitting during the official opening of the university year. I saw the president of the Student Representative Council doing a speech. And I touched my friend and said, listen, one day I'll be speaking like him. And she thought it was a joke. And I started doing my way and doing things that will lead me to become the president of the Student Representative Council. I joined the basketball team. I joined the choir of the University of Namibia, and then I did my internship at the radio university. So I became popular. And I became popular. It enabled the fellow youth and the students to trust me and want to do for them. So since then, I tried my best to find a way to really to become the president of the SRC. It's the same as today, as you see today. You need to find a way to get things that can lead you to get what you want. And if you can do all of that, well, you are a young person. The more you go by, 
And that's where the challenges of leadership comes in. As a leader, you go back like a three. There are other threes down here. But when you get too high, the wings will always come around you. Because you are the most great high. And that's why it doesn't give up. Leadership comes with challenges. So when we look at Africa today, yesterday I was listening to Professor Lumumba. He said some very important points on the current status of Africa. We have the African Union created by our founding fathers to serve the interests of Africa. The question is, how strong enough are our institutions to respond to the needs of Africans? It's not about having strong individuals, but having strong institutions. So when I spoke about the four pillars of youth development, youth participation in decision making, as Oliver Botepa said, you don't just turn up as voters, but you also have to turn up as candidates. We have to work hard to make sure that we kill anything that undermines the youth participation and the youth inclusion in decision making. And if we don't include young people today, there's a big end of war. So, when it comes to entrepreneurship at the African Union level, when we were advocating for you entrepreneurship, we came up with an idea of establishing the African Youth Development Fund. Because we believe Nobody can talk about entrepreneurship in Africa if we don't facilitate youth access to finance.
Because African leaders asked the African Union Commission to establish and to facilitate operationalization of these funds as soon as possible. So we want the young people in Zimbabwe, South Africa, and all everywhere to access the funds, to access these funds that the African Union created for the young people of Africa. And to easily access the same funds without any bureaucratic system.
have that partnership with Europe, with anyone. And we need to be considered equal. Until Africa starts showing, and African leaders start showing, to make Africa, to respect Africa ourselves, no one will respect Africa. And we always cry that they are interfering in our businesses. We are ready to work with the entire world, but the only thing we are requesting is to be respected. As a young African, if I go to Europe, I go to US, I go everywhere, I need to be respected. And I need to make Africa proud. So this, these are the challenges that we found out there. You're going to get that the young people that present them at the international community become those who receive all the favors. I did not go to the international community to present anyone. I want to represent the interests of Africa. What is happening? So you participation in peace and security is very important. 
How many young people we have in our peace missions in Africa? From the African Union, from Sudan, and from all these regional organizations. We need to make sure that we have young people in these missions and they see what they're doing. When it comes to peace, I went to Somalia a few years ago and Central African Republic. When I arrived in South, Central African Republic, I found these serious religious problems. And they told me, if you leave Bangui, the capital city, and you go at least few meters, it's very dangerous. You can't go and talk to those young people and they're very violent. I took my team, I put my staff, and went with these young people. They were better at some of them. But who wanted to know why they do this? They told us that they have no access to education. Textual education. They have no possibility to access equality education. And they want to be educated. These are the present young people that we met some two or three kilometers from Bangui. The same thing we went to Somalia with Amazon, the African force under sent there. We spent three days in the camp. And everybody, believe me, is very afraid to sleep in Somalia in Mogadishu. But we spent three days in there. We had time to talk to Somalia in Europe. And we understood the reason why young people need to participate in peace and security decision making. And when we talk about this, we talk about the resolution 202250, if I'm not mistaken, of the UN Security Council on Youth Peace and Stability, which we worked on, we were part of as African youth, and we made sure that it's, it's, it happened. So when you are advocating for your rights in Zimbabwe, as young Zimbabweans, make sure you also have time to understand the African Youth Charter. The African Youth Charter contains the youth responsibilities and rights, youth political participation, economic participation, and everything you want as advocacy and anything you find in the African Youth Charter. I'm told that the African Youth Charter is regularly fine in Zimbabwe, but you need to advocate for its implementation. Ratifying is one thing, signing is one thing, but implementation is the most important thing. Make sure as the youth of Zimbabwe to demand also that and to look your rights in terms of the African Youth Charter. It has been my passion to serve you for the past 12 years. We have gone around the world with determination because we believe in the power of youth to change things. The most important assets of Africa's development is not our natural resources. It is not the diamond that we have in Congo. It is not 
the problem we have in Congo, the problem of these natural resources. But it's you, it's young people. This democratic dividend is the most important asset of Africa's development. Africa cannot develop without you. In Europe, people are coming very old. It is only in Africa where we have youthful people. A big number of youthful people. So this should serve Africa in helping Africa to go forward. African young people can also make change when they are surrounded by role models. When you don't have role models in your community, Honorable Professor Mumba, it is completely impossible to ask young people to be good citizens. And that's why our leaders need to lead by example. Young people cannot fight corruption if corruption is everywhere in the country. if you don't have good leaders today in our respective countries. Forget about it. In most African countries, African youth don't have good problems. They don't have good problems. There are only few. We have so much malpractices in our institutions. We have people in the public service who are very old that must leave and create space for the young people. We have very bureaucratic public services in Africa. And this is the battle that we have won in Congo. What we have done with the government of Congo, we are going around the country and telling all our parents who served our country to go invest. Not in peace, So this can create young people employment opportunities. And this is what we have to do in all our public services in Africa. And we're able to bring young people out. So they can get a job. And they have to get it very well without being in charge of the minister, without being in charge of the governor, but all the young people to have the same rights. All over Africa. We don't have people that inspire us. We have most of the young people in Africa who just want to become political leaders. But most of the young people are not inspired to become good big entrepreneurs. And this is very dangerous for Africa. Everybody wants to be a political leader, everybody wants to be a parliament, everybody wants to be a minister. But the country cannot only be by politicians. The country cannot only be developed by politicians. We have need interpreters. And this is why our people need to access finance to make sure that we promote entrepreneurship in our different countries. And when young people get into politics, they just become like these old school guys. Professor Lumumba. 
It's just like a virus that will just be transmitted from one place to another. There's no difference. I've seen some young people that used to talk in the past, but since they get positions, they become the same and forget where they come from. Because that is like no one's business. So we need to overcome all these malpractices because we cannot give lessons to young people when we don't access our good models in our institutions. So our institutions need to lead by example. You cannot hold accountable the young people when you cannot hold accountable yourself. And these are some of those big institutions that we are having around the continent and also in our countries. So I believe that from these few ideas that I've expressed here, and I think as my last time as a youth leader, it will help most of you and those that are following us. I'm not saying goodbye. I'm going to be there this year, but most of the responsibilities are being run by our Vice President, Madame Giano, who is there.